Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. Here we talk about topics we have no business discussing because coaches don't play. I'm Kavya. Hi, I'm Yashmita. Hey, I'm Pooja, Yashmita's twin sister. We're childhood friends because our parents are Indian. So this is honestly a Stockholm Syndrome situation. <laughs> okay, for our first episode, we're going to get into things that we wish we knew before we got to college. And for context, we're all rising juniors. Okay, so let's get into it. Your expectations versus reality. Not every class is going to be stimulating. We have boring intro classes. All I hear freshman year, first semester, I think I'm going to switch majors because I hate my class. First of all, you're taking an intro class. <laughs> a lot of GEPs, you're just going to have to take them and like suffer through them in order to get to the classes in your major that you actually care about. So don't be put off if your classes start off really boring or really hard. There's also this thing called weed out classes, which makes the intro classes even harder, especially for majors that are supposed to be hard or they're supposed to have less than a mass number of people. I think it's a lot about the journey versus the destination, especially I've noticed this for professional schools like pre-med kids. A lot of them suffer through the journey and the hard classes, even though a lot of the time they hate them because the destination is worth it for them. And I think this is important to keep in mind no matter what you're in, but also recognize that you shouldn't be suffering for four years. Like that's not the normal thing to do. And if you want to enjoy four years of college and like your destination, then do that. Yeah, I definitely agree on that point, but like to a degree, because I've seen like both ends of the spectrum. Like obviously if you're super sure of what job you want and you know like this is the major that's going to get you there, like... If you're good with suffering through the classes, then go ahead. But if you're going to dread every single day, like, make sure your end goal is worth it. Like, for me, I'm personally in business. Do I enjoy all of my classes every day when I go? Not really. I think some of them are boring. But I know that I want to get into, like, the marketing field. And if I have to just take this degree and do it, then four years is only four years i'm already two years in baby like it's not that deep to me also um me and Pooja both started college as exploratory studies majors meaning that when we came to college we didn't know what we wanted to do and we were in this whole program to like help us figure it out and the most important thing i learned from that is that every major has multiple jobs that you can get from it and like if you want a certain job there are also multiple majors that you can take to get to that job there's not one clear linear path that will take you to your dream job so make sure that you're like doing your research if you hate your major you could always do a different major and then still get to the same destination okay so the next topic we're going to talk about is all these new amazing men that you will meet when you go to college versus all those old high school guys there's no difference i'm gonna just tell you right up here <laughs> there is no difference between the guys you dated your senior year versus the guys that you meet in college they had what three <laughs> months of summer they did not change they did not change and then all these sophomore junior senior boys they are still immature okay boys are trash <laughs> we already knew that don't get your hopes up <laughs> Their frontal lobes simply are not developed, so just wait till you're 25. <laughs> okay, that's not to say that you won't find, like, a guy you like, but, like, make sure yeah. you keep that shit in mind. There are, like, make, there's something wrong with every guy, okay? <laughs> make sure to find that out. <laughs> it's the same behavior. It's basically the same behavior. It's not going to change when, just because you're magically in college. It's not Hogwarts. It's the same thing. But okay, also, one concept that I didn't understand when I came into college was casual dating. 
So I'm just going to explain it to you in case you were really slow like me. I didn't catch on in the first month because I talked to my roommates and my friends, but it's the concept of talking to multiple people at the same time. For a lot of people, it actually works. But I've seen a lot of girls, especially, maybe because I'm a girl, but I've seen them just pretend to be casual and chill and just be cool with just talking and talking for months on end and not making it official just because they don't want to lose the guy. But... Just learn to assert your opinions early on. Obviously, you're going to have to make mistakes and learn or whatever. But it is something to keep in mind that you don't have to be the chill girl. If you know that you want a serious relationship and the guy that you're talking to does not want a serious relationship, then that's just not a relationship that's going to work out. Like if you want something and you're dead set on it, then you should communicate that. And if the other person is not reciprocating, then let it go. It's same for the other way around. If you're trying to have something casual and they're all like, serious about it girl drop him and move on there are many guys in college and you do not have to like stay with the first guy that shows interest in you (laughs) that's not a roast but it's true (laughs) yo i've seen people be um we're talking for months on end like if it works it works but if you know what you want and you know you want to be dating then i don't see the reason i think a lot of girls get trapped into like oh someone's showing interest in me and the first person that shows interest in me you try to keep it down and be like, oh, we should we should get together. We should date. Like, this could be so good. Like, you're getting ahead of yourself, okay? There could be other people, better people. I know people hate that phrase. There could be better fish in the sea. But it is true, okay? There are better fish in the sea, okay? The first fish you catch is not the right one. <laughs> no, but a lot of people think, no, I, don't, I don't even think it's just girls, really. It's just in general. People think that if they talk to a person long enough and the per- they make the person like them a lot, then they're just going to change their mind and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, actually, I do want a relationship because it's you. But this is a lie. So stop lying to yourself. And just keep your options open. <laughs> but just in general. There's a saying at our school that I learned when I was a freshman, like one week into it. They said, if you're dating someone during welcome week, you're either going to break up first semester and have like a whole mental breakdown. Or if you make it past first semester, you will last all four years. I was like, what is this? Why is there no casualness about this? You telling me I'm going to marry this man after a week? He said, I found my one true love in my first week at college. No, I think I can actually believe in that. No, this makes <laughs> No, but I do think that this this could actually be true to an extent, but not for like the right reasons. I think when freshman year you're dating someone, you're probably making the same exact friends. Then you're stuck in the same friend group. You went through freshman year, which for a lot of people is hard. And when you're going through something like that together and making the same exact friends, it's likely that you'll be stuck together for four years. Like, that actually makes sense. (laughs) Oh, you're onto something there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically just keep your options open regardless. I do think that I'm not saying like, oh, just go in and be like, oh, I want a relationship and don't explore anything new. Obviously, you do try casual, see if it works for you, etc. But... Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to move on. I, another thing that I really wanted to talk about was the freshman 15. I think this, it's a really unhealthy fear that especially adults impose on freshmen going into college. They'll be like, oh, did you get a freshman 15? Don't get the freshman 15. But I, I think it's really important to keep in mind that you are growing. A lot of us just turned 18 and your metabolism is slowing down. 
Yeah, and then also you're in a place where you have like unlimited dining options, you're finally cooking for yourself, or you're just like eating whatever you want and there's no one to keep you accountable. Like this is a learning curve that everybody deals with. And I wouldn't let like a couple extra pounds like affect your self-confidence. Um, most people don't even notice if you've gained weight or lost it. So like don't take it too seriously. There's other things that you could be focusing on. I'm so tired of this narrative of like the freshman 15 because honestly... If you gain 15 pounds, is there really going to be such a drastic difference to your appearance? You're in a new environment with new food options. Whether you gain or lose weight, like, just give yourself some time to adjust. Like, you could be having fun. Yeah, I definitely gained weight my freshman year, but I think it was an unhealthy fear because stressing about it doesn't do anything at all. I think it's really important that you get to focus on other things like your friends. And it's natural that when you're distracted by friends and stress and adapting to a new environment that you do gain weight. And a lot of times, all that happens is it just melts off as soon as you're done with your first year. Another concept in college is hustle culture. So what, the way I define hustle culture in my head is this thing where everyone's posting on social media and talking about the fact that they haven't slept in five days and they haven't eaten in 10. And it's honestly really weird because you should be doing normal things. You should be eating, you should be sleeping, you should be seeing your friends and breathing. You don't have to only be studying. And honestly, I feel like a lot of people that do say this stuff are just hyping it up. Yeah, learn how to be efficient. Don't just spend hours doing something just because that's normalized in college. You should be taking care of your health and especially your mental health. You don't have to be doing all this extra shit. Oh, I definitely agree. Honestly, all-nighters, you pull them because you're told that like this is just a thing you do in college. Girl, go to sleep. If it's like 4 a.m. and you're still studying, have you really been studying this entire time? Or did you stop studying at 1 and now you're just staying awake so you can say you pulled an all-nighter? Go to sleep. No, I do think it's really easy to buy into it, though, into hustle culture and feel like you have to be a part of it. I think I just started forcing myself by 12, if I'm not done studying, then to just close my books. And I actually learned this through experience because one, me and one of my friends were in the same exact class, except I would just go to sleep or I would stop studying at 12 and she would stop studying two minutes before class so she would basically stay up the entire night and pull an all-nighter and study but for some reason I kept getting better grades than her and it's not because I'm smarter it was because <laughs> of other things because like she was so tired and she couldn't pay attention and other things like that oh I definitely did way better on the test that I slept before I remember this one test I just gave up I was like you know if I don't know it I don't want to stay up. I'm tired of studying this shit. It was fucking chemistry. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then I did the best on that exam because I could like, honestly, like the last hour of studying, it doesn't really make a difference. If you're awake enough and you're like alert, you've ate before, you got good sleep, you'll be able to just, you can narrow down the answers. Guess a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, one thing I did. I think, I think this relates to hustle culture, but one thing that I did freshman year was I joined so many clubs. And I don't think it was just because of hustle yeah, culture. You I was also super invo- interested in all the choices. I was like, wow, there's so many choices for clubs. And then I signed up for everything. And then I had a mental breakdown because I was like, I can't go to all of these interest meetings because they're on the same day. And then I just chose a couple that I liked. And now I'm really involved in them and a lot happier. Oh my god, now that I'm a junior, I've really learned the lesson of like, you know when you're in high school and you're just like trying to get into college and you're like, let me get all these positions to load up my app. I don't know why, but I kept doing it into college. I was like, hey, let me get these like board positions. It'll be fun. No, I realized like 
being on these exec positions for clubs, sometimes I didn't really want to do it, and I was just doing it for the position, and I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll meet people, but, like, be a general member first, like, get your toes in the water before you commit to anything, like, for the rest of the semester or the year. Yeah, you don't have to be involved in a crazy amount of things. College is really about, like, doing you, finding yourself, and growing as a person. So if you're not passionate about something and you, like, hate going to the club meetings, girl, stop going. I do think especially when you go to clubs and you join the board, a lot of the time the people on the board are, like, your colleagues. And if you want to make friends and you want to get to know people, you're going to have to be in the general board or general body because then you get to be involved with people, you get to participate in the activities. But when you're a board member, you're basically running around crazy trying to make things work. Oh my god, quick tip. Wait on paying those club memberships. Deadass, I'm not joking. Me, my sister, and one of our friends all joined a club. There was a $45 membership fee. $45? Who was the only person that paid it? Me. Who stopped going? Yeah, it was $45. Oh my god. Girl, it was $60. It was $60. It was not $45. It was $60. Okay, it was $60. I threw $60 down the drain only to stop going to the club. Like, I just, I didn't go after, like, a couple of times. And my friends kept going, and they never asked questions. Like, they're not going to hunt you down for this, like, membership fee. And if you want to pay it, like, halfway into the semester when you're actually committed <laughs> to the club, do it. Like, pay it taxes, but, <laughs> but you don't have to pay it after... <laughs> Do you really got she to, said, She said scammer. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, obviously you should pay it, but, like, you should go to a couple of meetings first. Pooja paid it after, like, her first time going, and then she stopped. And then me and my friend who waited, we just never went. I feel like this is just... I feel like this is a personal problem, <laughs> to be honest. It's like, they asked. I honestly think this is a personal <laughs> problem. The next thing I want to talk about is waiting for things to happen versus taking action. Okay, so one thing people don't understand in college is that college does not happen to you your college experience is what you make of it so you're not going to automatically make friends when you first come in and you're not going to automatically get involved unless you choose to do that you have to really put yourself out there and make friends because everybody is in the same boat as you when they first start their freshman year like nobody has friends and everybody is willing to make new ones even if they come in with friends from high school everybody wants to meet new people because that's what people look forward to doing in college. Yeah, and I don't think this is just about friends. This is about clubs. This is about ap- academic um, opportunities. Everyone thinks that in college, things happen to you. You run into the love of your life in a dorm or you meet your friend in the cafeteria, which actually did happen to me. Someone, This girl asked to sit next to me and now we're still friends. But this is not a normal thing that happens. This doesn't happen to everyone. I don't think everyone has a story about meeting their friend in the cafeteria but I'm just saying. Yo, the cafeteria is a magical place. What can I say? We also <laughs> met our best friend and college. Shout out to Marcus. We met him on the first day of school at the cafeteria. Well, it happened to all three of us, but like, this is, I definitely think it's more of a personal thing than a cultural thing. Like, I have a lot of friends that they blame, like, oh, at our college, like, people don't talk in class, so I can't make friends with my classmates. You can't wait for the culture to be inviting to you. You just got to make the change. Like, if you decide to talk to your seatmate that day, then maybe y'all can become friends. But if you're going to wait for the environment, for them to be friendly, I don't think it'll happen. Also, a quick note about the cafeteria story. Pooja's roommate actually talked to that guy first. So it wasn't even like they massively became friends. She reached out, she talked to him, she said, hey, and then they became friends. Shout out to Lisa. Okay, that brings us to our next point about making friends. So when you first come into college, um, you 
So in high school, you've like heard all this stuff about college. You're watching movies and like TV shows that all tell you what college should be like. And in every single one, the main character always has a group of forever friends, a group that they meet like their first year of college and they just stick with that same exact group all four years and suddenly they're friends for life. That does not happen in real life. Yeah, no, actually, this is one of my biggest fears. I was like, after the first year, actually, even after the second year, I was like, wait, I don't have my forever friends. Like, even my parents have, I think their best friends are from college. And that scared the crap out of me because it wasn't even just the movies that were saying it, even in my own. I think a lot of people expect, like, their best friends to do everything with them. And they're very quick to stop and not do the things that their friends don't want to do. Like, the number one thing I hear is, none of my friends party, so I don't get to party. I just made my party friends. They were separate. They were their own group. We only partied together, and we, like, ate lunch and stuff. But they weren't my best, best friends, and that was okay. Also, like, it's the same exact thing for studying as well. Like, some of your friends are not going to want to study with you. They're not going to want to eat lunch with you, etc. All friends have a different role in your life and you should value all of that but don't be afraid to make different friends for different purposes along the line of friends we can talk about roommates i see this thing a lot where everyone expects to be best friends with their roommates and then if they're not they're like this is the end of the world like honestly it's not that deep you just have to be friendly with them they don't have to be your friend Yeah, no, even when searching for roommates, I remember even some of my friends who are younger than me were asking me, how do I find a roommate that's going to be generally what they're looking for is someone who can be their best friend. But you really can't look at someone's qualifications or what they list on a Facebook post and ex- and be like, oh, yep, this makes sense. We can be best friends. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. When I say sometimes, I mean a lot of the times. But yeah, I think it's especially when you're looking for a roommate, I think it's more important that you make sure that if they're a night owl, are they? Do they wake up really early? Do they use a loud alarm? All and like cl- cleanliness things. I think that's a lot more important than seeing that you're the same ethnicity or something else that you think would qualify them to be your best friend. Because you can always make friends, but you it's really hard to change your roommate. I was a resident advisor this past year, and I really do think it's more important to get a roommate that is similar to you in living standards versus like personality wise. Um, And then the second thing I want to talk about is because I had to do like roommate agreements and stuff like that is that you should always make sure to respect your roommate and to communicate with your roommate. Your roommate cannot read your mind and they don't know how you were raised and they were raised a different way than you. So you should not be passive aggressive if they're doing things that you don't like. Just straight up tell them. It can be really, really awkward, but it will make your relationship so much smoother if you just talk out your issues. Yeah, I especially think being passive-aggressive with someone you literally share a space with will do absolutely nothing. Because I know me, or I know myself, and if someone is passive-aggressive with me, I'm going to ignore you. (laughs) Just like say it with your chest, say it to my face, or I'm not changing anything. And I think this did happen my freshman year. Like, actually, I don't even think. I know this happened my freshman year. And another thing that happened my freshman year that I would like to say is don't talk shit about your roommates. That is not a good situation to be in. Oh no, you live with this person. If you start getting into the habit of being petty with them, it's really hard to change. So do not put yourself in that situation. It is so much work to ask for a roommate switch because you have to move all of your stuff out of your dorm. Who's trying to do that physical labor? Not me. No, one thing I learned was that I know there's a lot of thing about loyalty, especially when you're in high school, but 
to an extent let go of that so everyone is going to talk about everyone a lot of times when you tell someone something as a secret they're gonna go talk to someone but just make sure when you're talking to someone like especially let's say you're talking about your roommate no shade but go don't go and tell their best friend oh things will definitely get back to someone that you live with let's just say that yeah i know (laughs) if you're gonna talk shit make sure to also say something good about them (laughs) please just don't do it is my advice okay moving on we talked about friends we've talked about roommates but we haven't talked about is this feeling that everyone talks about i'm so lonely in college okay so is the rest of the student population oh my god just because you think you're lonely that's a feeling it's not a state of being you're not all alone just because you feel lonely you can do something to change how you feel it's like that thing where they're like i'm surrounded by people but i feel lonely and this is true because there is a big difference between being alone and being lonely the way i think about it is when you're alone you're physically alone and when you're lonely it's a feeling and this is a natural feeling so not to roast you or anything but just remember that there's a lot of people out there like that. Even when you see them surrounded by people, you can be they're probably surrounded by people they don't click with or they can't share their deepest feelings to. So keep that in mind and just keep trying. I think it's really important to be vulnerable in college. Um, you can make a lot of surface level friends and acquaintances, but in order to like stop feeling lonely and to make those friends that you truly click with, you are going to have to share your emotions with them. Okay, insert book recommendation. There's this book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I'm only a chapter in, but I definitely recommend it because (laughs) she talks about the importance of vulnerability just like we are right now. And I think when people struggle to be vulnerable with people and then which leads to loneliness, they just automatically jump to this idea, which I would like to call transfer culture. They're like, okay, the entire university is trash. I hate it here. I hate the culture here. No one wants to be friends etc 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 and then they just try and transfer out of the college which okay yes a lot of the times when you transfer and then you meet other transfers you could make friends but I feel like just because you move places if it's a problem within you an internal issue then it'll just follow you to the next college yeah I don't mean to sound like condescending or anything because like half the time I honestly think like you feel lonely because you're a freshman or at least that was the case for me I went from having a really close-knit group in high school to going to college with only, like, one of my best friends and having to start all anew. So, like, of course, like, the loneliness will come at times, blah, 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 blah. But transferring is, like, a valid decision at times. But I think of it more as in, are you ready to try? Like, when you try to transfer out of a college, it's like you've already decided, like hey, this college sucks, like, there's nothing here for me, like, if it's for a social reason, maybe try a little bit more, if something really doesn't go your way, you really just want to transfer, go and do it, I'm not knocking it, but sometimes it's just like you're a freshman, and you want to get out of the situation, and that seems like an easy way out. Yeah, so my personal opinion is that you shouldn't be transferring unless it's purely for an academic reason, I know especially a lot of no shade but in the brown community they'll go to they'll go to a college that they didn't want to go to purely because of its ranking or whatever and then they'll basically have a trash idea of the college in their head and they'll stick to that idea the entire way through their freshman year and then they'll as soon as freshman year is over they'll transfer and i don't think this is the best idea so only transfer if it's for an academic reason Honestly, the best way to um really like expand your social circle, be vulnerable, etc is to 
do something related to your passion. Like if you're passionate about your culture, then you can join cultural clubs. If you're passionate about sports, there's a lot of club sports. There's a lot of things that you can do to make friends. And at the end of the day, you will open up when you're ready to, but you have to put yourself in the situation of being vulnerable in order to truly make friends. Yeah, so I'm saying all this advice, but honestly, I haven't even found my, I wouldn't say like, I would say like perfect friend group or a friend group that suits all my needs yet. And I think this is why I can say this advice because we've made the mistakes. It's not like we haven't made the mistakes and we're just here rambling. Also, but I don't think it's ever, you're ever going to find your one perfect group. It's like back to the whole thing about like different friends have different purposes. Like it's it's going to be extremely hard to find like that, like a group of people that can do everything and anything with you. I mean, once you find them, if you find them, that's like amazing, but lower your standards, honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I and I understand what you're saying, but what I mean to say is that I've tried different friend groups and I just haven't clicked with any of them yet just because we like different things or I don't feel comfortable being vulnerable with them, which could be a personal thing, but I'm just saying I haven't found it yet. I think, yeah, it definitely takes time. I don't think, like, you'll immediately find it. And if you do, you're very lucky. Go, like, celebrate. Good job. You did that. But <laughs> it takes a little while. I think the best advice that I've ever heard, um, I heard it my freshman year for a semester, which was very helpful. And it was about clubs. They said if you want to make friends, um, join three clubs and try to, like, hit all these check marks. The first one is join a club that has to do with your major. A second has to do with your passion. And then the third one, which I thought was the best advice, was join a club that's completely unrelated to anything that you've already done before. It has to be something completely new, something that you're just interested in. It's random. You have no idea, like, if it'll go well or not. And just putting your, like, first foot forward into something completely new, that can give you a lot of confidence in, like, different areas of your life and just, like, wanting to get to know people. I joined Janasi's club with absolutely zero prior experience, and that was the club that I paid $60 for and immediately dropped out of after three weeks, but it was a great experience overall. Like, I learned how to do, um, I was on the way to doing a backflip. I can't do it yet, but one day we will get there, um, but it was just a good experience. Like, learning how to do all of that, it, like, really let me see, like, there's no harm in trying. And at the end of the day, college is a lot of trying and it's also a lot of failing, but you're going to need to fail a couple of times before you actually get where you want to be. Now, one thing I hate about TED Talks is that in almost all of them, they say nothing at the end and I have no call for action to take away from it. So we just want you to take three things away from this episode. Honestly, it could be any one of these. Number one, be self-aware. Stop blaming the environment and blame yourself, bitch. Because remember, things will happen to you. You have to actively put yourself out there. Number two, don't buy into hustle culture and do the normal human things. This includes eating, sleeping, and having fun. Three, embrace vulnerability. Recognize that college is all trial and error. Okay, that's all we had for the first episode. Thanks for listening. This was Coaches Don't Play.